you get 10%, you get 10%, you get 10%, and you get 10%. All right, Oprah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Ben here. We got Pete and Trey sitting with me, the other members here of the OneCast. And today we're talking about pro staff versus sponsorship. We've all seen it. We've all opened up an Instagram. We've seen someone. They've got 20 pro staff discount codes on there. And then we put a poll up in our the OneCast uh, Facebook page asking for you know different topics. And this was the number one topic, 58% voted to talk about sponsorship versus pro staff because we have a unique perspective here at one cast fishing uh, all of us i think have been members of pro staff programs of different companies and obviously we run our own ambassador program with one cast fishing which i do have to put a shameless plug in there go over to onecastfishing.com use the code for this podcast the one cast that code is the one cast and save 10 percent at checkout and that's the Join the Snagless Revolution. So again, let's get back out of pro staff versus sponsorship. Pete, why don't you just, what is pro staff? Lay it out. Promotional yeah. staff, man. That's uh, <laughs> So promotional staff, it's not professional staff. Uh, big misconception there. A lot of people get pro staff title and they, they think they're sponsored and all this other thing. Uh, you get a lot of patch pirates out there that'll just sign up for a whole bunch of uh, pro staff just so they can put it on their jersey. And they might never use the product. Um, I'm a patch pirate. What do we call it in the military? We call it a PX Ranger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's, um, there, you know, there's different layers and we can kind of talk, talk about that. I think we've all been on a pro staff or two from a different mm-hmm. company. Uh, we've, we've been involved now at various levels with, uh, with one cast pro staff and developing the new, the new ambassador program. That's what, six, not even six months old yet at this point. So, um, I actually, I lied. I don't th- I've, I've never actually been a member of pro staff. Okay. Mainly because I've been making jigs for so long, I've never. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. just, I have. You, I have, you are your pro staff. You're your pro staff. <laughs> exactly. You're, yeah, I get as uh, you know as much discount as I want there. Uh, but with that said, so I think you described it pretty well. I mean, it is a it's a promotional staff. It's there to help promote the product. Uh, you want to. Sure. You want to tell the viewers? Are you like what have some of your pro staff deals been before? Yeah. So I mean. I think a lot of us, those of you who are watching or listening, you may have gotten emails or messages on different social media platforms about like, hey, you know, open pro staff positions here and there. Um, I jumped all over some of those. They were a great opportunity to save money, especially in the economy today. Like anytime I can save a penny on a a piece of fish and tackle or whatever the case may be, I'm going to do it. Um, There's a couple companies and I'm not going to say the names of them, but I am on a uh, pro staff with... um, a company that gives me a up to a 40% discount when I order their product, right? There's no, uh, there's no contract or if, ands or buts about it. It's just, I signed up for their pro staff and now I get to order their product at a discounted price. What about you, Pete? What do you got? What deals you, what do you <laughs> Yeah. Have? So, uh, I, I have some different levels. Um, one company I, I do some work with, uh, you know, I get, product but if i work shows things like that um the the biggest one much like trey and i will shamelessly plug gamma fishing line the best line on the market Mm. uh you know i'm on their pro staff and i get a a significant discount off a line uh but that's it i don't have a code that i can give to viewers or followers or anything like that uh and then i work uh, and i'll I'll throw titan tungsten out there because i really like what what uh 
Josh has been doing with the business, bringing, you know, making Titan here or making tungsten here in the U S now. Um, and when I first started there, it was just a code, uh, you know, and, uh, for myself and one for followers, I still have both those codes, uh, but he's doing more with, uh, you know, cross collaboration and sharing folks and, and really trying to, to take that to the next level. When he also started an ambassador program, like we have at one cast where he goes through Shopify collab. So a bunch of different layers there. If you want to kind of touch on that. Yeah. I think, I think the big point, I, you both have deals that you just get discounted product. You both Mm -hmm. have deals. Uh, well, at least Pete, you have a deal where you have a code to give out. You potentially, uh, you know, get a greater reward if you work shows. So the point of that is no pro staff, no promotional deal is the same, right? Each company is going to be a little bit different. And in some ways they're all negotiable, which is important for you all to understand. It is advantageous, right? Promotional staff is advantageous both for the angler and for the company. And, you know, Trey mentioned it just a second ago, right? It was a great deal, right? You save money on a product you you want to use. What is wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll tell you, like, a lot of people will sign up for a pro deal, a pro staff deal, um, and order that product one time, and then they'll never return. You know what? That's no harm, no foul. I mean, that, I mean, that happened a lot. It doesn't matter. So... You know, the history with, with OneCast, we had a, a, the, the original pro staff program, whereas probably three or four years ago when we launched that, and actually, to be honest, those codes are still active for those individuals because, um, as you mentioned, a lot of people, our requirements were to join the pro staff, you had to purchase our product first, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people would purchase the product, they, they, would, they would get their discount, they would join the pro staff. You know, for us, there was a lot of repeat customers, which is advantageous as a very small jig company to help get your name out there and grow and have some little cash flow so you can reinvest and grow the business. That's why it's advantageous for companies, extremely small companies like OneCast was at the time. And then, as you mentioned, there were some people who never even used the code again. And I mean, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. that's their choice. It's all personal preference. Uh, and that's, that's kind of how we ran it to help help the anglers out who were supporting a very small company and taking a chance on us. So there, there is a important part of having a promotional staff in the fishing industry. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake. If I was a small company that I was trying to grow my, my consumer base, I'm going to offer a pro staff deal so that I can kind of do the hook method and, and get in with the crowd so I can get return customers. And, you know, if you don't have a business mindset, like it's all right, just understand that companies, don't always do it out of the goodness of their hearts. Like it's a, it's a marketing opportunity for them to, to, uh, build their client base and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. And I think it's important to touch briefly just on, on the evolution. Like Ben said, we had, had the kind of, if you bought a product, you know, and applied, we, you would get a code. We it, did, did some promotional stuff with them and yeah, the, it's evolved, you know, the original one, the original one cast pro stuff was if, if, if you had purchased our products, or you could actually apply if you hadn't purchased, but we would email back saying, "Hey, you got to make a purchase first. <laughs> if, if, if they did that, they would they would they would have received a ten percent discount code with their name, and then another one that was ten percent for them to use uh, for other anglers. And again, from the business, advantageous, a lot of repeat customers. Um, you know, most codes probably most codes that were eligible to be given out the ten percent discount weren't used, mm-hmm. but there was a few. But there was a lot more, right? That you people came back using their own, right? Yeah. yeah. Customers. So 
Pete, like that was the old program for, and that was shut down for a couple of years. And now we have transitioned to a new form of promotional staff, which we're calling the ambassador program. There's a lot of programs out there like this from different um, companies and in industry. So hopefully, uh, I think Pete's going to tell you about it because he, he runs our ambassador program. He's the director of it. So why don't you lay it out for us? Yeah. So just to give it, uh, you know, another option, you know, it is a, a promotional staff still, uh, we call them ambassadors. But um, what we did was Shopify came out with a collaboration. And, and what it allowed us to do uh, was it allowed us to, to bring folks on pro staff, provide them with a code for themselves where they, you know, they, they get a little bit better deal than, than uh, what their followers get, a code for their followers, and then uh, a link directly to our page uh, that's personalized to them. So any sale that's made, either clicking on their link or by typing their code in to get their discount, they get a percentage of that back as a payment that we pay quarterly. Uh, so they're, you know, I came to Ben. We had we had talked about the pro staff. The old pro staff had kind of died, and I said, "Hey, you know, I want to uh, let's get this going because I think there's an opportunity there for for marketing to help grow our business, to help grow other folks, small you know, small fishing pages, things like that." And uh, it's just kind of gone from there. And I will say. We're still looking for some folks. Uh, he gave the he gave the page. So if you go on there, there's an ambassador link. If you haven't bought our product, don't waste your time. I'm going <laughs> to reject it right away. No, you you. Yes, we are accepting uh, applications, but I think what makes us a little bit different than a lot of the other companies is we're not going to mass advertise it and then not do any sort of background research on on who's applying. Right, like we're looking for those individuals who are purchasing the product for one, believe in the product, yeah. and then have the ability to market that through the different social media platforms. This, we're not, we're not looking for the person with 10 million, you know, followers on Instagram. This is kind of a precursor of what you're going to go through if, if you get into what that, you know, this other side of the coin we want to talk about mm -hmm. and that sponsorship. That's so, right. Ben, you probably have a, a good perspective as a business on what, you know, what sponsorship would mean for somebody from one cast. Yeah. So, well, let's take a step back first. You know, we talked about the original pro staff. Uh, and again, that was pretty much if you had bought a product, you would get a discount code. Mm -hmm. now, now it's much more selective. And you see as companies begin to mature in the industry, and, and, and we, we established the ambassador program to keep it a much smaller pool, but we also wanted to work closer to them. And you're going to start seeing next, we're going to do lives. Um, and, and because the, and, and to actually manage, right. The, you know, the commission and the actual payments, right. Because there is a more financial commitment or I guess a more financial reward for those ambassadors, right. We've got to keep a little bit, uh, smaller. And with that, Trey made a good point. We're not just looking for, you know, the massive social media mm -hmm. funds, right. Because in our ambassador program, if you get us a deal with tackle shop, you get a portion of that sale that's right, right yeah. with the tackle shop because we want people connected and there's multiple ways to grow in the industry all this comes down to is that if if you help the company make money if you make the company money they're going to work with you more and you'll be able to transition into a bigger sponsorship type of deal yeah which we'll get in here in just a second and i think can you guys think of any examples of anyone who's done this potentially yeah, the, the biggest one that, that every he's controversial you love him you hate him is millican mike matt or mike whatever his first name is but I millican, millican. Yeah, yeah millican fishing you've probably seen him on youtube you've seen him on facebook um you know he had a six cents code just as a regular pro staff forever 
Uh, we think. Well, I mean, we're all speculating. Yeah. Here, but he's been around for years. He's had. I mean, he started his page, and I kind of did a little a little digging a while back, and he's he's been with him for quite mm-hmm. quite a while before before he really became who he is, and he's kind of a, a bigger bait, big fish hunting guru. But uh, he grew himself. Josh Jones would be another good mm-hmm. good person to kind of look at. Yeah, I think the the biggest. So we talk about promotional staff not a lot of relationship with the company, right? Very, very transactional as one cast fishing has kind of changed as we go forward and and Pete's running the brand ambassador program. He has a unique relationship with each one of those brand ambassadors and there's, there's streamlined communication, there's two way communication and stuff. And and that's where I, I see a huge difference in the promotional staff Versus the brand ambassador. And now we talk about Milliken when he's, st- and, and there is a convergence, right? Like there is an opportunity there depending on the company and depending on the individual. It really just depends what that company's goals and objectives are. And Milliken was able to kind of fill that gap yeah. and really bolster that company's uh, way forward, right? So that that's a great points there. Yep. And it, the big port, the, Milliken and, and some of the other examples, right? These guys grew in the industry, and as they grew and made the company money and became a bigger presence for that company, that company rewarded them more. And that's ultimately, as you look, and, and, and there's a lot of companies out there and a lot of different programs. But if you're looking to become serious of of of, of growing in the industry and want to make a living in the industry, you, you've got to develop and build a relationship with companies you believe in, you trust them, and you, if you work your butt off. To help those companies, they're going to work with you, and it may take a few years, right? But there's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship there between you and the company you're you know, yep. you're working with. So let's before we die, we can dive into that middle ground and how to get there. But let's talk a little bit about what is sponsorship, because you see, I see it all the time. Guy, a guy or a gal will get on a pro staff, uh, they'll fish a tournament, they'll post a picture with a couple fish, and I want to thank my sponsors. You're not sponsored by those people you're under pro stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, I hate to be mean. You're not sponsored. Um, if you are, we would know. Uh, you know, it's a whole different level when you get to that. But do you want to kind of talk through sponsorship so, points or? I, I, I just want to hit on your point real quick. And Pete talked about like the Patch Pirate uh, program where you, you throw all the logos all over your jerseys and, and you thank everyone for their service and whatever the case may be, right? I personally emailed the company that I am on promotional staff for and asked for the vector file for their their company logo because I believe in their product. I still only get a discount Mm -hmm. from that company on their product, but in return for that significant discount, I am offering an opportunity to market their product for them, right? This wasn't contractual. This was just out of the kindness of my heart. So I'm not going to get up there and say, I want to thank, you know, so-and-so for sponsoring me, but I do want to show them a little bit of love, right? So there is some, there is some art that you can, you can take to like promotional staff, depending on who you're on the promotional staff with. So I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like we deter anyone from putting those logos on their jerseys. I mean, if you got a one cast logo on and you caught big fish in a tournament, thank you. Yes, make Thank sure you, you say it across stage, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not deterring anybody. What I'm saying is there's a huge difference between being a sponsor is. and being a promotional staff. Yeah. So if you're not sponsored by a company, I want you to understand that if you're saying you're sponsored 
and you don't align with those companies' values and you do something, it could come back negatively to affect you. Oh, There's yeah. a big difference between pro staff and, and being sponsored. So it's important. By all means, if you if you have company, and I have companies that I just get to deal with that are on my jersey for when I fish, fish certain tournaments and it's because I, I like their product and I trust in it and I'm willing to do that for the discount that they provide. At the end of the day... I see folks running around with boat manufacturers and motor manufacturers and all of this stuff on these jerseys that don't do anything for them. And, and they're just promoting these companies because the, the file was on file at, you know, X jerseys where whoever, you know, whoever made their Jersey, think, think about who you're going to put on, you know, and who, who you're going to show off for. And if it's somebody that you're working to build a relationship with, like a boat manufacturer or, you know, somebody like that, that's great. You know, represent that, tag them, do the right things, but just understand that creating a facade that you have a deal that you don't have can, can impact you negatively when you try to get that sponsorship deal. No, I think you bring up, Oh, I'm sorry, Pete. No, I was going to say, when you make that leap to a sponsorship, I think we really need to go into what that is before we go into this anymore. Now you're talking about, you know, a much more negotiable deal, right? Ben, you're talking about discounts on products much larger, maybe 80% or better. You're talking about free product. Uh, you might be talking about a salary annually uh, or, you know, per tournament, entry fees paid, boat wraps, uh, money towards boat wraps, towards fuel, towards lodging. Uh, you're talking about a requirement to go to fishing expos and represent that company. Um, and just, and, you know, other requirements up to employment there you know and Milliken was a great example of that mm -hmm. starting as a, a you know a discount code for the six cents website to he now works directly with them designing baits uh he's also clearly sponsored i'm pretty <laughs> sure he has his boat now wrapped he's fishing the eqs this year so all nine of the opens uh so you know he's built himself to that uh so ben insight on sponsorship from a business business owner standpoint yeah so sponsorship the biggest thing to take away, I think, is that it's there's a higher dollar amount associated with that. And because of that, there's additional contractual obligations that can be quite serious. If, if you go around acting a fool, like Pete was talking about, your sponsor is going to drop you. And if there's certain clauses in that, right, in that legal agreement, right, they, they can come at you for that money because you failed to meet the obligations of your contract. Right, so it, it's a very serious thing. It's it's not necessarily just about getting free product. Like, like sponsorship oftentimes entails that. It's all negotiable. It's all situational. It's all be who you can be. Right, rookie young guys on the pro tours are not going to get the same deals as the KBDs, the Rick Cluns, right, the Gerald Swindles. That that's just not going to happen. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to what you can provide the company. But there is a higher dollar amount associated with, with that, whether it's you know, a check for that, that's tied to certain entry fees, a check to live on, whether that's uh, you know, multiple like high dollar value gear, you know, high-end reels, high-end rods. Like, I mean, again, I'm trying to make it's it's endless the possibilities. It's just you're at a higher threshold. That the game's serious at this point. That's that's the point. You're I'm also to make. it's you might not have as much free will. Uh I think that's the best way to put it. You, your decision-making when you start getting to that level isn't just you making a decision anymore. And, and we talked about it a little bit when Destin was on a few weeks back. You know, he talked about his his title sponsor in Edge, and, and when he was fishing up through the opens and things about potentially, you know, jumping over the Toyotas and the Invitationals 
or what was the the Phoenix Pro Series, or no, Tackle Warehouse Pro Series. You know, he had the opportunity to do that. And when he went to them and they discussed that, they just flat out said, no, it's the elites or nothing. So that's where it. where that money is going to be spent on a sponsor that's willing to put, you know, and I don't know what kind of money Destin gets or what his deal is, but the point is, you know, he he's they're his title sponsor, so they're providing him with what we can assume is a significant, you know, compensation yep. to fish and, and to market for him. Yep. They may, that's not a decision he gets to make. He doesn't get to say, hey, I'm going to go fish Bass Pro Tour. Because they they can just as quick say that's not where we're spending our money. And on top of that, right, that they they have some aspects of controlling when where you can fish. They're going to control your off time or mm-hmm. some of your off time. There are going to be requirements that you go to shows that you're going to have to film videos with a film crew. You're going to have to travel to this location to do X Y Z. These are all things that you're going to have to do. That when we talk about like this is serious, like the time commitment, the dollar value. It's right. It, it's not a joke. It's not just hey, I'm gonna go out and fish. Oh, I caught a fish on this jig. Let's just post it up because I'm sponsored by them. That's that's not what we're talking about. How many pro anglers? And for the viewers, for for people watching, for you guys in the room, how many pro anglers go out there and say, I don't get to fish, but like ten percent of the time mm-hmm. because of my contractual obligations with my sponsors, right? So they get up there, they thank their sponsors. Let's recap real quick. Pete said negotiable discounts on products, free products, you know, annual salaries, potentially other requirements up to leading to employment. Ben, you said contractual, you said, don't get up there necessarily and thank your sponsors. If you're not sponsored by them, you're selling yourself short, Mm -hmm. right? You're, you're potentially selling yourself short. If you don't have a sponsorship from a company you could potentially be selling yourself short. Like if you think that you're able to get a sponsorship, then go in, conduct that business, do those negotiations, offer them some sort of return on investment. You might find yourself into a sponsorship rather than a pro staff deal. So unless you're absolutely bent on that being the company that you want to be sponsored by, you're also potentially damaging the opportunity for sponsorship. If I go up and I'm fishing, you know, say I'm Rapala, I'm on their pro staff and, they're, you know, you can get a pro staff deal with Rapala. It's not that hard. They give you a, a you know, a ten percent discount or whatever you fill out the application. Sorry, I'm if, laughing. How do you? How do you? Is say it Rapala? Is it Rapala? It's Rapala it, <laughs> to me. It's, it's been Rapala for. Who says Rapala? Him? No, I don't know. I just it's I've heard, I've Have you guys not it? seen this? No, it's Rapala on all the ads. Rapala. All, all I never the Rapala ads. It's just always been Rapala. But, but growing up and all. Could you imagine that? All the old folks. Deal? I want to thank my sponsors, Rapala. <laughs> Or is it Rapala? Which one is it? I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> to my point. <laughs> you, folks, let us know. Which yeah. one do you see? Yeah, what, what is it? What is, is it? Rapala, Rapala. Uh, let us know for sure. But what I, I, the point I was trying to make is if I'm up there saying I want to thank my sponsor, Rapala, and all I do is have a pro, pro staff deal with them where I'm getting 10%, 5%, whatever theirs is, and then Megabass is watching and I'm winning some tournaments – they may not come calling when they're when they're considering sponsoring somebody or, or have a little bit extra sponsor money to throw to somebody coming up in a in a tournament series or or even as an influencer. If you're sponsored, 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 they may just be under the assumption, well, that guy's contracted at this point. You know, he he'll reach out to us if he wants to change. Because if you think Zaldane or any of these guys have switched from some of these major sponsors here recently were courted by those other companies, you're, I, I don't believe that you're correct. That is a deal where they knew their relationship wasn't what they wanted it to be. They went calling to those companies to say, hey, you know, what can you offer know. me? I don't know. That is I speculation, know. but I don't That's, feel 
You don't you don't tend to see, and I, I can say with a little bit of confidence because some of the stuff that I've seen in the industry, that kind of backdoor trying to swipe people from other companies is not something you typically see in the fishing industry. Besides, it's just not yeah, it's just not a normal. It's just not a normal thing. A, a, a guy will, or a gal will fish with a company until they start to feel that relationship is is no longer beneficial to the two of them or until that contract starts getting close to running up. And yeah. then they may go, hey, I'm going to see what else is out there before I say, yeah, I'm coming back to you, right? So don't, like Trey said, sell yourself short. Don't tie yourself to a company that you may not be associated with. And like I said, you can damage yourself in the long run across multiple companies if you're up there saying, thank my sponsor. And I, I understand that it's just, it's just words, but... Words are important. Words, yeah. words mean things. Words mean things. <laughs> words are important. And you wouldn't think sponsor versus pro staff that would be a big deal. But if I'm looking at an application or I'm talking to somebody, it, it does because there's there's a significant difference. I'm sponsored by Casio. Just kidding. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, Pete said something interesting about these pros switching from from different brands, and I want to hit on that when we come back. All right, so. We hit on the the pro staff deals and and we we kind of dove into sponsorship a little bit. But for the for the viewers and the listeners, one of the things that you see right before the the, the major tournament season starts, you see a lot of changes with pro anglers in the business with who they're partnering with. I see it all the time on social media. Pro angler so and so switch from one boat company to the next or from one engine company to the next. And there's a lot of people that make those comments like, oh my God, you know, you're, you're a traitor to, to this brand. And it's like, Hey, listen, for everyone listening and watching, it's all business. It's all based on a contract, whether or not a contract ran out, it expired, whether or not somebody breached a contract, whether or not it couldn't be mutually beneficial. There's so many different variables and why somebody would switch from one brand to the next. Sometimes companies grow too big. And they don't need people to market their product to, they don't need to sponsor people, right? So just understand that you saw KVD switch from quantum to lose. That was a huge, huge talk about in the industry. He switched because there was a, there was a contract deal. I don't know all the, the issues with it, but that is the reality. When you see people switching boat wraps and, and, and who their title sponsor for the year is, it's all based on business. That's exactly true. That's it. And, and that's what the boat, I mean, we saw a lot of pro anglers switch boats this year, and that's because some of the boat companies, because of the economic conditions, well, I'm speculating here, they changed their professional sponsor deal or their, their pro deal, not promotional staff, but their, their professional anger boat deals, right? Basically, the anglers aren't getting as good as deals they were getting before, and that affects some anglers' ability to run those boats because when you include those costs with all the other costs you have throughout the year and the business expenses it just doesn't work and some of these companies may have to switch right the deals may not be as good because i mean economic conditions we know what's been going on the last few years so yeah. you know it it we're all coming back to it it's that, all situational and it's it, it's yeah. all it's business i know this, this is going to shock a lot of people listening but the anglers don't get those boats for free folks maybe I'm thinking about anglers. You might have four or five at the top level that get a free boat. Guys like KVD, who's been with Johnny and Nitro since the start of his career. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very, very few of those folks are going to get a free boat. They're going to get a discounted boat, absolutely. But they're not just handed a boat 
every year. They need to buy their boat. Uh, and that's why you'll see some of them. Uh, I think it's um, one of the Lee brothers, I believe, just did a walkthrough of uh, it's a Johnny Morris owned boat company with a show on the back, which is not how you buy him. So he stuck true to his Yamaha deal, mm-hmm. but he switches boat deals. So he bought a boat with no, no motor and he, he bought a show and put that on there. And uh, yeah, so it's it's business at the end of the day and, and sponsorships come and go much like our pro staff changed and evolved. Boat manufacturers have changed and evolved, whether it be because of economics, whatever the, whatever the need is. You, but. you guys got me thinking here. You know, you can go back. I've read the old forums. You know, back in my day when the days were good. I'm thinking the '90s. <laughs> I was too young. <laughs> Those, to are Those are good days. Those are good days. I mean, good days. I mean, a yeah. lot of good things. Country music, no social media. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. not great for growing a small business. But that's true, right? Yeah. Today, today's day and age is the best day and age to grow a business because you can do it from your house and you can sell internationally just because of the internet and social media. But with that said, you know, think about 90s, early 2000s. Do you guys remember what, like, the winning dollar amount for just your regular tournament was? FLW? Uh, FLW was like 300 grand or something like that. $300,000 in the 90s. Yes. I mean, now it's, you know, it's 100,000. I mean, the 08 recession, a lot of things happened. The money... The point I'm getting with the boats is that a lot of the old, good old time deals were with your local mariners, marinas, or local boat dealers. Mm -hmm. And the the, the old deal was, hey, you come get this Ranger boat, for instance. You don't have to pay for it right now. You have a year. And then after that year, you have to sell it at typically like the dealer cost or whatever it was. So as long as that boat sold, you had a free boat for the year. Yep. Those deals are a lot harder to come by that's now. That's right. Yeah, and Ranger completely, and theirs was very public when they changed. Yeah, you can pay one hundred and ten thousand for this Ranger. You know, Ranger did. Ranger used to do that. You you got a boat every year, and then you either sold it or you bought it outright. And uh, and and I don't know why, like, re- why that is. I mean, the 08 recession. That was a, right around when Rangers changed. Yeah. Well, you have change in ownership in these companies. You had the 08 recession. Now we've got the pandemic. Like. The, the tournament winnings never came back. We look, mm-hmm. we look at lure prices. Well, look at the sponsorship changes. You used to have Sitgo, so they were essentially getting all their fuel for free. You used to have all these other companies that Walmart that weren't. You know, there wasn't a cost to the angler on those things. You know, Toyota's been around with them forever. Chevy, Ford have sponsored, and then you had Sitgo sponsor you. So you went to a Sitgo gas station with your gas card, and you filled up your boat and your truck for free. You had more money, and and the advertising dollars were higher. Mm-hmm. So there was more money available to, to pay out you see it with NASCAR a lot too. Now, you know, that NASCAR is the one sport you can almost kind of say is like fishing because it's pay to play. Those guys yeah. pay to enter, enter their cars in the races. They have to have sponsors to be able to afford that. So on and so forth. That, that money kind of shifted from those grassroots American sports, uh, more towards your baseballs and your things like that. Now I think you're starting to see a shift back Bass Pro had a uh, commercial in the Super Bowl. They last did. Night, I did see which that I thought was yeah. awesome. You know, and it wasn't just pushing Bass Pro. They talked about conservation, mm-hmm. things like that. It was. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Bass Pro model. I get it, but I really respected the fact that all the money they're making, they they put some money into advertise to, the mainstream. We saw two commercials about Jesus last night during the Super Bowl, which is not you know something we haven't seen. So some of those kind of grassroots. Uh, Movements, I think, are coming back. NASCAR is starting to, to gain a younger following again. 
Um, so it might just be the ebb and flow. You might see those yeah, deals come back. I mean, fishing, I mean we're kind of getting off off the rails there, but who knows about the macro and how it will eventually end up? Yeah. And the world's changing with technology, and, and right, it's a lot more decentralized. Which absolutely, which brings us back to the good old day deals aren't there anymore. But it used to be the only way to get those deals was to be a professional angler. That's yeah. right. And that is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. You can become sponsored. You can make a living in the fishing industry. And let's face it, if, if you're trying to get to that sponsored level, you're probably trying to make a living in the industry. And there's a million ways to do that. And let's talk about how you can do that. So if you want to become sponsored in the fishing industry, the number one rule, just make the company money. That's yeah. it. That Make the company money. Make yourself valuable. Make yourself valuable, exactly. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Obviously, if you're a professional angler, that's, yeah, I mean, you've got a huge reach and visibility. A company's probably going to be looking at you. If you're someone on social media that's got hundreds of thousands of followers, companies are going to be looking at you have a reach. But you don't have to have that to be sponsored in the fishing industry. It's just about becoming valuable and becoming valuable in excess of what the company is giving you. Yeah. I, I'd love to do the math on the companies and what they paid in the past for commercial advertising, right? When television was actually popular and you saw commercials and that's what pissed you off the most was commercials and stuff. Content creators are the modern day commercial, right? They're the ones pushing the narrative of that company across the social media streams, the TikTok, the Instagram, whatever they are the ones that are doing a lot of the advertising. So if you want to make a company money and you're a good content creator and you, that's how you show value and you can sell their product, you're probably going to get a good sponsorship if you have a relationship with that company. Because it's when you're, when, if, if you have good content, even if you don't have a big following, if you're just making content for the company and they mm-hmm. want to work out that type of deal, they can turn around and use that content, right? For, for advertising, marketing, and for their own business, right? There's a lot of different ways to be able to another way, as we mentioned earlier, right? Just go in the tackle shops, mm-hmm. right? Get that company exposed to that, to your local market, right? And, and get in local tackle shops. Go talk to them. If, if you believe in the product and you've been using it, just go and talk to the shop owners. You probably already go talk to anyway. Mm-hmm. Another potential way, right? It, I was obviously promoting if you're fishing tournaments and all, but, but, but with that, it, it talk about walking across stage and all, but it, even your local bass club, if you just yep. if you're turning guys on to the product, and your local bass club, you get five or six guys right hit up using your code. That company's going to see that, yeah, right. And you're not those can come. You can drive those type of sales and value without ever posting. I mean, how many fishing expos do you guys go to where you see all these anglers wearing their jerseys that are at the local shop that they're sponsored by? And they're not walking across the Bassmaster Elite stage or the MLF stage or whatever stage. They're fishing locally. I know we can name dozens of them right now that have most likely deals with the local marinas around here that get amazing boat opportunities and, and so on and so forth. So, Ben, you're absolutely right. Like, you don't have to be Kevin Van Dam to get a sponsorship, you, although it'd be kind of great. What you do have to be is decent. Yeah. Pay, be mindful there's a few things I want to talk about. Number one, you cannot have your socials closed. Your socials cannot be set to private. There's absolutely zero value to a company you're trying to work with. All right, let's take a step back for a second. Because that's not necessarily true. Because as a business owner, if someone has no socials, 
and they just fished and they got me in 10 tackle shops, right? And those are repeat customers. I may very well give them free product. Well, well, yeah. Okay. You, you, you mean from what, the social what media but what perspective? What I'm saying is if you're applying for a pro staff or like for us, for our ambassadors, if your social media is closed, you don't have any value. So let, let's take a step back. Let's talk about. Because I don't even know if you fish because I can't see anything. And, I don't and know this is what we're going to disagree. You know, if, if, if the sponsor deal is right, you get an X percentage. We have this for the ambassador, but for, you know, for you know, wholesale value, right? And we're getting technical here. Sorry, so sorry for those listening. Like, you don't even have to fish. Me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't care if you fish. If you go out and get 50, 60, 80, 100, 1,000 shops... I don't care if you fish, right? Now, I, probably mostly those listening, right? That that's not, you're not in sales. It's, it's not the thing, right? You're not trying to do sales on commission, et cetera. So let, let's look at what Pete's getting at. Social media is a big, probably the big, a big component of trying to move from no deal or a pro, promotional pro staff deal to a sponsorship deal. And there are some very important things Pete's going to talk about, which he's getting at, because we see the, these, what he's providing you is what we see in messages and emails all the time. Oh, yeah. And, right, and he's going to lay out why companies aren't going to want to work so, if this is the case. I, yeah, and I see what Ben's saying. So looking at it from somebody that's, that's going to review an application or it's going to provide you with information if you're, if you're interested in, in joining, number one, if you've never purchased a product and you need to fill out an actual application you're probably not going to get selected. There are companies that will that don't care. Most of those companies don't even ask if you purchase our product. But like for us, the very first question, have you ever used our product? If you say no to that, you're you're going to the reject bin right away. And there's a reason for that. I think you're still talking about the ambassador program. I'm talking about pro staff across the board. Most pro staffs are not taking people that haven't used it. Let's talk about how to transition. Oh, you want to transition from sponsorship? How does someone move from that promotional staff Let's assume let's we already just, answered it. It's as easy as making the company. What, what are ways they can well, do that? I mean, so I think because I, this is what the viewers care about. Make the company money. You want, you know, provide them with content. Even if you aren't active on social media, if you go out and take pictures, uh, you might take short videos. You might, and you send that to somebody within the company, whoever your handler is, or your, you know, your manager, whatever that is. Handler. And they can use that, <laughs> you know, for the company's social media, uh, use your content. Um, that, you know, that's providing a valuable, a valuable piece of, uh, marketing material to that company that I didn't have to go out and shoot or you didn't have to go out and shoot. We didn't have to take a day to go out and film. And it's a proof of concept. And it's a testimony. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not us going out there. Cause I, I can go out there and talk to somebody until I'm blue in the face about how good the snagless jig is, how I drag it through brush piles. It doesn't get snagged. We hear it at shows. We hear people walk by. There's no way that that's snag. Well, you're right. It's not 100% snagless, but it's a lot better than but, but Weed when, Guard. When you get multiple messages and reviews saying, yeah. I have used these jigs for yep. like three months, and I this is the first one I broke off or today. Or I haven't lost or one. Or I haven't lost one, right? We, you know, those testimonials providing those to the company to be able to use and their marketing material is invaluable. Like Ben said, if you truly, truly believe in a product and you don't want to pay shipping or whatever it is anymore, you go to your local tackle shop and say, Hey Jimbo, I absolutely love these jigs. I'm just going to use jigs because it's, it's easy for me. I absolutely love these jigs. Look what they did. Made a couple tweaks. They got rid of a brush guard. They did some different things. I'm dragging these things through brush piles. My hookup ratio is great. I'm not losing fish. 
would you consider carrying him? And, you know, Jimbo says, well, yeah, you know, do you have a contact? And then, you know, reach out to that company and say, hey, I got my local tackle shop. They, they're they're considering bringing you guys in, you know, can, where can they get a hold of you? And, you know, we're going to share that contact information. So even if the company didn't ask you to do that and you're, you're on their pro staff with your discount code, even if you're not on the pro staff, it's a way to get your foot in the door with a bigger company. Um, if you are pro staff, but th- those moves, if you are pro staff, when you start making the company more money and start becoming more valuable, your value to the company is where you start to get those sponsorship deals and the better money, right? It's not the value that the company gets from your sales. It's not, it's, are you valuable to that company? Do you provide them with content? Are you making them money? Uh, are you a good steward of their product? Are you, you know, are you out there running around cussing and, and you know, doing a bunch of controversial stuff with their and look, some shirts company, and hats on. Some companies may be okay with that. Some companies might be okay right? with that. You're absolutely right. There's definitely some companies that yeah, are. Yeah, there definitely are. But um, you know. what I'm saying is, like, if you want to make that transition, we've talked about, now you're talking about discounts on products higher than 10%. You might be talking 80%. We're talking about free product. We're talking about potentially a salary or a job position within that company. You need to start treating that pro staff like you're at that level already and you need to take your content you need to take whatever it is that you provide to that company a step up from what you're doing is just a pro staffer is it you need to treat it as more than a 10 percent off code is, does that make sense to everybody yeah, yeah. I, I, just I, for the job you want not the job you have is kind of that's kind of how i look at it i would submit that the point is is there's no one answer for how how pro staff transitions to sponsorship there are so many creative ways that you could develop a relationship with a company it doesn't have to be social media it doesn't have to be and 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 this is even outside the fishing world granted we're talking fishing here but this this happens everywhere right and so if you're just a good human being that develops relationships with businesses you're not even maybe you didn't even go to school uh, for business and, but you're out there and you can do good marketing and sales. That's a valuable way to develop a relationship with a company. Maybe, you know, people, maybe it's just based on network and you have your familial ties or friendships or whatever the case may be. Those are opportunities. And you know, it's interesting because I spoke to a guy and, and hopefully we can have him later on, but you know, uh, I spoke to a guy when I was over in some islands and he works for National Geographic and he was talking about this. He he talked about how television is dying and how social media is really taking over everything for their for their way to grow their business and stuff. And he's having to get out there and physically go develop relationships with these companies to provide monetary support so that it can fund their next mission, right? Or their next show and stuff like that. He's charismatic. He has good character. He has good values. I don't know where what he went to school for, but the reality is, is he has something that makes that company money, right? So it's not just about social media. It's not just about getting up on stage and saying, thank you, sponsors. It's however you can figure out a way to make money for yourself or for the company, it's going to be a return on investment I'll, for them. I'll counter that. You don't have to have a huge social media following, but you better understand it if you want to make it today. Because the value in print media... Uh, and those types of things isn't there like it used to be. You used to be able to, you could, if you could write a decent article or a blog post or whatever, you know, you, you could make a little bit that that's not there like it was before. You better be able to sit down in front of a camera because it's going to be asked of you by a company you want to work with. You better be able to describe or talk about a product and do it legibly, 
legibly is the word we were writing. <laughs> we're going to go with that. You better be able to intelligently talk about that product and, and you better be able to, to provide some form of media like that to the company. I know Ben's going to disagree. Trey, you know, I know we, we, we've downplayed some of the social media, but social media is extremely important. Again, you don't need to have a huge following. You don't, don't need to have 10,000 followers. If you make decent content, even if the the footage or the video isn't that great, if you're able to to put together a good reel or a good TikTok video or a good something that talks about a product, you know, that's the, the cameras and that kind of thing can come later when a company starts to help you or you start to get lessons or things like that. But I don't I don't want to downplay the importance of social media today. All right. So here, here would be my advice. If I was somebody who wanted to become sponsored. Let's say I, I discovered this new company. Let's just say it's on social media. I discovered this new company on social media. You brought their products and you really like them. So how do you transition from just using that product to becoming, getting some money from that company, right? For, or, or getting free or cheaper products, right? Whatever, whatever the terms of that deal is. All right, number one, we talked about it. Probably all of you listening are not one of these. Um, if you are a pro angler, hit us up in the comments, yep. <laughs> but, but you'll probably not one if you're listening Wait, before you go, isn't the very first thing you should do is just email you and say, give me a discount code. <laughs> Cause like, that happens quite a bit, doesn't it? Or, yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. okay. I need I'm getting, I'm getting give there. Give me right? free stuff, Ben. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Send me a couple of I'm getting there, right? We'll get there. Right. So, so you're probably not a pro angler right? and you probably don't have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, right? So when, when you're at that level, and if you have built to that level, companies are going to come out and reach out to you, right? Because they know the value that's involved there. So we're, we're, we're talking to pretty much everyone like us. Yep. Like, like, like we are here, mm. uh, how one cast, uh, was and still is in a lot of respects and how pretty much probably, uh, we're going to assume most of the viewers are right. Yep. So you, you have a product you really like start fishing it, Go catch fish on it. Start tagging it, and then if they do have that pro staff program, reach out to them. If it's if it's one of those where if you just have to apply and you're accepted, awesome. Get that. Post every fish you catch on that product. Always tag them, DM them. Always like their stories. Be really engaged with their socials because whoever's managing that is good, right? They're going to start yeah. recognizing. What? Them. Just a little trick there. Uh, look at the company's posts that they do themselves and look at their hashtags and mimic some of those hashtags because you mm -hmm. tend to follow the same I know crowd. I do. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain hashtags I follow. I'm sure Ben does. So be smart about that too. Do what he said. But then if you, there's little, you know, tricks like that to kind of give you an inside track. Ex yep, exactly. And you, you can do that with the content portion. And then, and then beyond that, you want if if it's one of those programs where there is a discount code, or you can ask an email. Hey, I've got a bunch of people who want to buy. Can we give them a little discount? Right, work that deal, work that relationship, start building that with whoever is managing the company. If it's really small, it could be an owner. And I'd recommend try to go some of these smaller, more local companies to build those relationships with because you're going to be able to reach out to them. And as you continue to show your value, continue to post, create content drive people, drive sales. As you continue to do that, and if you do that consistency, hopefully that company will reach out to you, that's right? Because right. they see that. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. That's probably not going to be obvious too much. You may ha you're going to have to ping them several times probably uh, because people, if you're already doing it, then why is it why are most companies just going to give you more, more, yeah. right? Yeah. So you don't have to keep pinging them. 
to be able to do that. But you should start showing that value and you, you can move in there. And as you continue to grow, your deals will increase. Yep. And, and that's ultimately what we're getting at. It, it's all negotiable. You know, try to bite it off. You know, you chew one bite at a time to, to get there. You got to grind. You got to be willing to grind. If you talk to anybody who, who has made a career in, in the industry, not fishing, like through social media, which we have a pretty big one that we're hoping to get on the show. Um, that's the word. That's what you'll hear. Like it was the grind. Like they figured out what they needed to do and they did it no matter how tired, mm -hmm. how, whatever it was at the end of a long day of work, they knew they needed to make a post. They knew they needed to shoot content that, you know, they, they sent videos or, or pictures or things to companies that maybe didn't have a big social media. Cause there are still some of those companies. I mean, look at uh, Plano is a great example. I think they just made a TikTok like seven years late to the game on that, but their social media is not huge, but they use a lot of user content that is sent to them from folks that are using their stuff, and then they post it on mm -hmm. their socials. If I'm sending Plano seven pictures a week, like decent pictures showing their boxes or their stuff that they have, they're going to start to say, hey, this guy, you know, this guy. They should. They should. Yeah. Those, those are the types of things. Here's that. a great example from one of our ambassadors. So Garrett, mm -hmm. right, MLS Outdoors, right? Yeah. Um, he... Uh, he also does crankbaits. He does his own crankbaits, which are unique. You guys need to go check them out. They're they're coming out in the markets too if they're not released. But he was going to a show and was offering right, as as a brand ambassador to try to get some pro one cast product there, mm -hmm. right? Um, now we weren't able to make that happen because we're, we're prepping for the classic and, and the timing didn't work to be able to get stuff to him. Unfortunately, we'll have to plan that for the future. But but look, that's an option, right? He's in California, and I, I think this show was in Utah. We're in North Carolina. We're obviously not going to go that far for a kind of a local show. That's an opportunity to be like, hey, you know, would you like to set up a booth here and I can run it for you? you can so the creativity is what we're trying to get that's at. Right. There's a lot of ways that you be you can become valuable to a company. And that's and that's how you're going to do it. You'll see a lot of guys and gals who uh, who do just shows. They go to shows that they don't do a bunch of social media. They don't do, but the show industry and fishing is a huge one, and it's a big portion of sales and advertising for a company it, for the year. And shows are they're they're stressful for the business. They take a lot of time, and you know we're hope you know one cast. We've only done two or three shows a year. You know, there's a lot of companies that do a lot more, and we're going to yeah. get to that point. And as you start traveling, not all your guys in your kind of you know your cores are going to be able to make it. So it's a way to provide value. And hopefully that's just another example is that the creativity is endless. As we talked about earlier, like Milliken was able to get it because you know, social media, we know it's saturated now. It's a lot harder to do what some of those guys did four or five, six years ago, yeah. really growing their following. But there's still other aspects and there's always new media popping up. Mm -hmm. The next latest, greatest thing. What's the next TikTok? Exactly. You need to find your niche. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, <laughs> what is going on? Uh, you probably have the best insight and ability to answer this question. We've talked about pro staff. We've talked about sponsorship. What should you not do to build a relationship with a company? Yeah, this is a... Can I have some free stuff, Ben? <laughs> you would be surprised. Well, maybe not surprised. The number of messages, emails, DMs that we have gotten or we get consistently asking for free product and look here's the deal do not expect a response if you send a message at three in the morning on a dm with misspelled words your socials 
private. You've never used a bot product. You've never bought the product because we can Google your name and email and you've never, never shown anything off. Don't expect a response because there was no effort put in with that. You've got to put some effort in if you want to get a response and, and like you want to be taken seriously, right, Trey? Yeah. I mean, unless you're on the other side of the international dateline, like don't be sending me messages in the morning, right? Well, well you can send it. Just don't have misspelled words and use the actual you and not the letter I, you. I like, you. You understand what I mean? Like be, pro be professional. Well, just to build a little on that, like I've seen it because we're all part of the social so we can see the, the DMs and stuff. I've seen where folks have DM'd at like 2.30 a.m. and then at 3.45 a.m. said, is anybody there? Bro, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, my alarm goes off at 4.15 during the week most days if I, if, if I have stuff scheduled out right. The last thing I'm worried about is answering your DM about the ambassadorship or anything like that. Ben's not worried about your DM about how do I get, send me some jigs. Like, just think about stuff like that. But anyway... Well, I mean, if you were going to go to a job interview and you were going to submit your resume to the person interviewing you, would you write it like that? Absolutely not. I would throw your resume in the mail and say, or in the garbage and say, walk away. Yep. You know, professionalism what, means a lot. Yep. You First know, impressions. First, First impressions. impressions. All of those things. So what were you going to say, Pete? You no, say, you're good, you're good. So when you look at, Pro staff, like we talked about, it's pretty cut and dry. When we transition into sponsorship, think of it as applying for a job, right? You literally are building a resume and potentially a portfolio for that organization to take a look at and say, hmm, is this person going to make me money or is this person going to be a liability and I don't want to invest into a liability? So have your shot group tight, as we say in the military, make sure your stuff, all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted and you have something to package together to provide to the person that you're asking support from. Nobody in their right mind in the business world is going to accept risk with somebody that's a liability, right? So Good grammar punctuation, being punctual, understanding how to negotiate in a contract, understand the legalities of what they're asking you to do. And frankly, if they're asking you to do something that you just cannot do, don't accept the contract, you know, because you'll be in breach of a contract. So like we said before, sponsorships are not a one size fits all. They are all different shapes, sizes, and forms. And do your due diligence, like Pete and Ben said, like work your butt off to get the interest of a company, especially if you truly do believe in their product, right? 100%. Yep. Well, hopefully, folks, that helps out a little bit. I know I, we try not to be repetitive. I'm sure we were at some points, but I think the overall thing, be a good person, have good first impressions, just try to help the company out and let everything be, be mutually beneficial. So with that said, if you want to help us out a little bit, <laughs> go over the one cast fishing, use that discount code, the one cast, pick up the snagless jigs. And uh, with that, anything else yeah. before we get but out of here? If you want to help us and maybe you can't afford to, to go buy a jig or whatever right now, if you've watched this, we've got some momentum going. We've, you know, our, our downloads keep growing. Our, our base keeps growing. We've had great with the lives Fridays from the, the one cast fishing page. We're going to be going live almost every Friday. There may be a few where we don't. We're going to have our ambassadors on. It's going to give us an opportunity to talk current events uh, and just we're at fishing with everybody. 
but just going to whatever whatever platform it is that you're you're taking this content in and go in leave a like leave a comment subscribe uh, do all of that stuff because that really provides us with the numbers and lets us know what we're doing right what we're not doing right it also provides us with the opportunity uh, when potential sponsors come calling to us because let's face it we we can't fund this forever out of our own pockets none of us are independently wealthy so uh, you know we need to be able to provide numbers and and likes comments subscriptions all of those helps us do the things that we want to do with this show we want to be you know we want to continue to get better cameras continue to get better everything has a cost unfortunately we don't you know we don't get any of this stuff for free we've we funded this completely out of our pockets to this point so the biggest thing you can do to help us outside of buying jigs and using our code because that money we do put back into the show is to like comment and subscribe on whatever media it is that you listen to apple is a big one so if you do listen on apple Podcasts, please 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 leave us five stars if we deserve it i think we do and and uh, and uh you know it can be a one word uh review but but those reviews will help us tremendously to continue to make this show better and to really do what we want to do with this and and we'll talk about what our future or our vision is for all of this uh in the lives uh we we encourage you to join us live and to to comment uh those lives will eventually be recorded and will be essentially a bonus episode uh added into the the library that won't be video but we will be doing the audio at least from those so uh, appreciate everybody listening to this point and i know i was a little long-winded with ben asked but i just wanted to make sure to uh to share that we Really appreciate y'all listening, and it's been friggin' awesome to to see the growth we've had in nine, ten, whatever we are at weeks, episodes, whatever it is. You know, it's it's been amazing. So hopefully, five thousand more to go. That's right. Hey guys, we want to hear your thoughts. Cast your questions and comments at us, and uh, we'll see you on the water. Hopefully, that's a good one. That's a good. Oh god, it's a toad. It's a toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's gonna be a bad day.